Hey there, and welcome to Yes, a Stripper Podcast. On this podcast, we'll discuss how classifying each other as people and workers is dangerous to society and marginalized groups of people. We'll also talk about the climate in and outside of the strip clubs and all of the amazing things that strippers do. And of course, we'll talk about all of the things in between. I'm your queen, A.M. Davies, and this is Yes, a Stripper Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Yes, a Stripper Podcast. There are so many things going on in the world today, and something that I have been really like kind of paying attention to is how prepared am I for the future, for what's to come, um, and what do I need to do to prepare myself, not only like physically and financially, but mentally as well. Um, and so I've been spending a lot of time um, reading and learning um, and just trying to soak in this understanding that we are in a transition and things are changing and to be ready for the future. And something that when I was much younger and in my very early 20s, making close to $100,000 a year in cash, I didn't prepare for my future during that time. And I often look back when I was like 23 years old and I had two apartments, one in Vegas and one in LA, and I was renting limos on the weekends for my friend and buying bags and bags of cocaine, and I lived a great fucking life. But what I don't have today now is anything to show for it as far as the money I made back then. And so I really am trying to learn from those mistakes. And I think I did towards the end of my stripping career, but I'm also want to apply that life lesson to the current situation because this is some serious shit that we're dealing with and we need to be prepared and pay attention, especially strippers and sex workers. And so the reason I asked our next guest to be with us today is because she is someone that has experience teaching other strippers and sex workers how to prepare for the future. And I'm so excited to talk with her about these subjects. I want everyone to welcome Selena to the show. I wish this was live so we could hear clapping or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so Selena, go ahead and say hello to everyone. Hi. Thank you so much for having me, AM. Yeah. <laughs> much for being here. I'm just so impressed with your Instagram page specifically. Um, and I just like, I'm like, where was this Instagram page when I was 23 years old, which was like <laughs> 10 years ago. So tell us about your Instagram page and what you stand for. Yeah. So the Instagram page that I run is investor stripper. And I started investor stripper because essentially I really wanted to just um, illustrate my journey, like my own personal journey to financial independence, because I want to eventually retire from stripping. And I want to use real estate investing as a vehicle to do that. Mm. Um, and then I started getting a lot of questions from girls all over the place. So it kind of turned into this more like educational thing, because other girls wanted to learn from that as right. well. So now it's in more of an educational platform where I not only share my, my personal experience, but kind of just throw a lot of personal finance and investing information out there as well. Okay. So how long have you been stripping for? 
Um, I've been stripping since I was 23 years old and I'm 29 now. So it's been like six years. Right on. So, so I started dancing pretty late actually in life. So I started well, late. late in life. Yeah, you weren't 18. <laughs> I know, I know. Month. Yeah. Um, I started at 21, which I also considered late at the time. Yeah. It was just so. That's so funny how that bad. works like in the industry. Totally. Because I'm. 39 now I'll be 40 in a few months and I'm like I would totally be stripping still if like the clubs were right you know I'm not trying to be up in there right Mm -hmm. now but I would totally do it at 40 and not even think twice but back then I was like oh I'm kind of old now you know (laughs) like when I was 25 (laughs) yeah but when I was 25 (laughs) I'm like I'm aging out I'm old Um, so I was asking, I, w- I wanted to ask how long you had been stripping, um, because like the majority of us didn't maybe back in the day, at least maybe it's different now because the younger generation is just so much more woke. But back mm. then the majority of us weren't doing what you're teaching and doing. And so I'm kind of wondering like, where was that inspiration and hustle for you? Like, what were you doing before that? Like, what's your story to get to this point? Yeah, actually, it's kind of an interesting story. So when I graduated from college, I actually wasn't into like sex work at all, didn't even know it was like a vehicle that I could take advantage of to make like insane money. I actually jumped out of college and got a job at an animal advocacy nonprofit organization making like shit money. So I was making like, I was living in DC and was making like 20, I remember seeing my first like, like W2 or whatever. And it was like 26, $27,000 like living in DC. And I was like, I don't know how I'm doing this. This is insane. And like I told you, AM, I was actually doing pole dancing as like a fit, like a fitness thing or whatever. Um, so I had a pole in my living room and my roommate, I had a new roommate move in and she was like, Oh, where do you dance? And I was like, Oh, I dance it. And then I just like said the name of the pole studio. And she was like, Oh, okay. And I was like, <laughs> where do you dance? And she was like, Oh, I dance it. Um, I forget even the name of the club in DC at the time. I don't even think it's open anymore, but she told me what like strip clubs she danced at in DC. And I was like, Oh, okay. So I was like very interested in it and I was teaching her brain about it. Um, and she eventually convinced me to come work with her at a more like upscale club in DC. And I was 23 then and I fell in love with it. And honestly, I wasn't even making good money then because DC is like no lap dances no contact. It was all just like stage money, but it was better money than what I was making at the time. Um, so I don't know how I started talking about this. Oh, so basically I kind of like grew the ranks at my animal advocacy organization while dancing. And even though I was getting promoted like year after year after year, um, I was not making the money I was making while I was dancing. And I was like, look, I don't want to be like stuck in this nonprofit world forever um so I was like if I was dancing like full time I could be making like killer money so 
at this point I was in Philly and I was like learning like the real hustle of like selling champagne rooms and making like real, real good money. Um, so actually I quit my W2 like job, which was like insane to think about because most people are like, oh my God, but it's stable. Like you have a salary. No, I quit my job to be a full-time stripper so that I could make enough money to do real estate investing full-time. So yeah, kind of interesting. <laughs> yeah. So you just had an interest in real estate and you saw stripping as like an avenue to get you there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cause I was getting really good at it and I was like, I could be making like six figures doing this if I picked up like extra shifts and I was only making, when I quit my job, I was making like $45,000 a year before taxes. And I was like, I'm, why am I doing this for 40 hours a week? And I have to ask for a raise. Like, no. I could just go to work, charge what I want to charge, work more shifts, right. or learn the hustle, make more money if I want. Like, it's dependent on me if right. I'm making money. So right. also the independence of that was really great, too. But, um, yeah, so I was like, bye. Okay, so <laughs> full time. I'm going to ask something that I wonder if the listeners are wondering as well. But, like, yeah. What about the animals, though? Like, what about the animals? Like, what did you think about that? Or, like, is that something that you thought, well, if I make more money, I could do something else or, you know, to help them later? I had been doing animal advocacy for a long time, maybe, Mm -hmm. like, six years before that. Like, I did it right after college. Um, And I did a lot of on-the-ground stuff. Like, I used to – do you remember Warp Tour? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I used to actually like work at Warp Tour and like do animal advocacy, like working those like 10, 12 hour days, like in the sun, like traveling on the road. Like I put my time in like hardcore for those animals. So like (laughs) at this point, I felt like I had to do something for myself because I was starting to also feel activist burnout at the same time. Yeah. Um, And on the flip side of that too, I mean, a lot of the reason why animal advocacy groups can do the work that they do is because of donors. And one of my really big goals is to become more, when I reach that level, be very philanthropic, like through real estate investing too. So, you know, I don't need to be at work for anymore. I can just give money and pay yeah. young, non-jaded, new vegan kids to do all the work. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. Well, I just wanted to make sure we had context around that. And we're like, not like, yeah those animals i'm gonna get rich no 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 i'm still like i'm still like super vegan i love animals i talk about it like any chance like anyone asks me about it i will talk about it but um i've done my time i don't need to be out there anymore so yeah just had to be sure um so what was that like transitioning from pole dancing to stripping given that like first of all let me ask you this where where do you live Where where are you at Oh, so I live in Philadelphia now. Oh, lovely. I love Philadelphia. I used yeah. to live in South Jersey, so oh, I cool. love all the Phillies teams and everything. Great. So um, I don't really know what the vibe is like there at the studios, but like, was there any issue for you transitioning from pole dancer to stripper? Did you get flack for that or um, backlash? Tell me about that. No, actually I didn't. 
I feel like I don't know if it's a I don't know if it's like a cultural thing within like the pole dancing comi- community, but I just feel like everyone's pretty chill about the whole stripper thing. I'm also not really in the pole dancing community anymore now that I'm kind of doing a lot of other things. I've mm. I don't really do pole dancing anymore. Mm. Um, maybe one day I'll come back to it because I <laughs> I do still love it. Yeah. Um, but in the pole dancing community, community, no, not so much. Um, I felt like maybe at, with people who I was friends with at my oh. old job when I was like, hey, oh, well, I also wasn't really public about being a stripper either. <laughs> but mm. I was like, hey, by the way, I'm quitting to like be a stripper. And I felt like I, no one said anything rude, but there was a lot of like weird awkwardness after that. Um, so, but yeah, no one's ever said anything like okay. negative about it. Okay. Me, which I've been lucky about. Yeah, that's good to know because, um, you know, in some parts, that's why I asked where you're at because kind of depending on where you are, um, you know, like I've heard stuff that in Florida things are really weird, but, you know, um, and it's definitely like a thing that is in our community where, you know, and it still exists where, um, you know, pole dancing, pole dancers still aren't accepting strippers as the originators and there can Hmm. still be some like, shade thrown to strippers from pole dancers so I just want to be yeah yeah have you experienced any of that ever or heard any of that I have heard that I've seen that online um like I've never personally had anyone say anything to me Mm. about it but I have I know that's where the hashtag yes a stripper came from (laughs) is because of the pole dancing community and uh yeah I think it's bullshit that like people want to like, you know, be like, oh, this is like a cute fitness thing, but just totally not acknowledge that like, there are like survival sex workers that literally like invented this for you. Yeah. Um, and now you're just like making it, I don't know, it's kind of like yoga, right? Like yoga came from like, you know, India or like that part of Asia and like now, you know, white moms are walking around, you know, Los Angeles being like, namaste. Like it's kind of the same thing. Like you're kind of just like erasing like somebody's like entire culture. Yeah. Like, you know, so yeah, yeah, it's totally bullshit. Yeah, no, you're right. That's actually a really good analogy and I haven't um, used that one yet, but yeah, that's a really good analogy. Um, yeah. So are you, were you still stripping in Philadelphia leading up to COVID? I was, mm-hmm, I was laid off on March 18th. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the clubs have not opened so mm-hmm. yeah I'm still on unemployment <laughs> well good I'm glad wait okay oh great question okay so you filed mm-hmm. for unemployment but oh yeah aren't you classified as an independent contractor yeah so there's so this is actually something that I talk a lot about on my page because yes traditionally before COVID um, independent contractors could not ap- apply for unemployment. Um, you're basically left on your own. I don't know why it was like that, but the federal government passed the, it's called PUA, Pandemic Unemployment Assistance, Assistance I think is what it's called. Yes. Um, and through that, it is now allowing independent contractors to apply for unemployment. So... Um, I mean, I don't know if you, people can still apply. I'm assuming you could probably still apply for it if you didn't do it before for anyone who's listening, who didn't know they could do this. But, um, yeah, that's definitely something that you can apply for, but you have to have filed your taxes. 
to apply for it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So they, so unemployed employees get unemployment because they get money taken out of their check every month that goes, and you probably know this, but I just want to explain for the audience too. The money goes towards like an insurance plan. And as an independent contractor, you only get unemployment benefits if you actively register yourself into those programs and pay for them yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I, most freelancers, independent contractors don't know that. And I certainly didn't know that. And I also didn't know that additionally, you can't get disability if you're also not paying directly into that program as an independent contractor or freelancer. Um, I didn't know that. (laughs) Right. And I thought, Oh, I'll get disability. Like when I had my accident, because I don't, I pay my taxes every year, like a good person, like, um, with society, like rah, rah, paying the taxes, doing all the shit I'm supposed to do. I'm like, all right, let me disability. And they're like, uh, no, they were very nice about it. And I like burst into tears on the phone. And she was like, no, you have to pay directly into that program. And I called back and asked them again when I wasn't so upset to be sure that I heard that correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, which is wild because as independent contractors, we don't have our taxes taken out obviously until we get our big tax bill every year but you would think part of that huge tax bill that we pay goes into something like that but no that's wild I didn't know that about disability no it goes towards funding the police um and fixing the roads and not in Philly (laughs) (laughs) We don't think we're fixing the roads here in LA either, to be quite honest. <laughs> they say they are, but we don't see that much progress here. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So what, what's been, you know, because I've talked to some of the dancers in Philly. So what was your experience um, about work leading right before COVID? Like, were you happy, unhappy? Did you feel exploited? Did you feel comfortable? What was your experience? Yeah, so I work at a club called Delilah's in Philly, and it's definitely like the more upscale club in the city. And I love it there. I'm extremely happy there. Everyone says the house fees are too high and that management is bullshit. But honestly, like for me, like I love the type of clientele that comes in. Everyone there treats me with respect because I'm there. I work. I don't drink at work. I don't cause drama. Like I go there go to work, pay my house fee on time, get my bag, go home. And I have found that that works for me. Mm. Um, I'm very happy there. Mm. I don't know if it's the same amount of money as if someone who like works in like Manhattan, but, but in Philly, I feel like it's as good as it gets. And I really, really like it there. I I love dancing. So yeah, I love dancing too. Um, Unfortunately here in LA, it's a different story about, than than what you're saying. Um, so I okay. wish that my the working environment was better here, so that I could have okay. continued having the career that I loved and chose. Um, because I could even go back to dancing when I get my leg, when I get my prosthetic foot, but I won't because well, first of all, I'd get blacklisted. But um, <laughs> you know, I won't. And so that's why I'm wondering what it's like over there because I know there's a stripper strike happening over there, and your stripper siblings are marching in the streets demanding equality and um, anti-discrimination policies. Mm-hmm. Are you um, in talks with any of them, or do you participate in any of that? 
I'm actually not. Um, I haven't met anybody. I'm very like to myself. Like as much as I am like on social media, like I talk to like all these people. I like honestly, I keep very much to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't even realize that there that was happening in Philadelphia. Oh, honestly, um, I do have. Yeah, I knew of the mm-hmm. NYC stripper strike that had happened that started a long time ago. Right. Um, but didn't even know that it was happening in Philly. That's really cool that they're doing that here. And yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up when I get off. Yeah. I haven't heard too much in the last couple of weeks. Um, but, you know, like you said, activism is can be so demanding. And, yeah. Um, yeah and I don't know what's going on with them right now. But in the I know a couple weeks ago they had a strike where I believe that they were walking – Men like dogs on leashes through the street. And I missed that. Yes. <laughs> that's yeah. That's why I'm like, oh, you're in Philly. You must know about this, you know? I, yeah. I would have not missed that if I would have known about it because it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. So I love strippers. Yeah, me too. So since it's your mission to educate strippers, like – how do you, besides just doing that on your Instagram account, like, do you have, um, like a, a teaching platform or like, what's kind of your long-term goal for, for that work? You know, what's funny is I don't, I, I guess my long-term goal is to, so yes, I do have a teaching platform. I'm on Thinkific right now, which is kind of like teachable. It's like a teaching module. Um, and I have a course on there that's just strictly um, personal finance and money management for sex workers, like how to organize your cash, how to make a budget on inconsistent and fluctuating income, and what I have done. Um, in the future, I definitely want to put out a course. Actually, it's done. I'm just waiting for the right time to put it out. Um, a course on how to buy your first rental property or how to buy your first house like as a sex worker and then maybe a third course maybe about like taxes or something yes I think that's um, such a good one people need help with that I'm not a a taxes yes okay I'm not a CPA so it's kind of like it would kind of just be like based on my own like what I do and my own experience like Mm -hmm. how to find a how to find a CPA that you know is sex worker friendly that kind of stuff and like what I deduct from my taxes and things like that yeah um but I couldn't like help people like file or no right yeah but even that information is so important because filing taxes like scary and weird and hard yeah first now it's like so easy. I do it all the time, but I pay someone to do it. But yeah, I right. think, yeah, but he's sex worker. <laughs> friendly. Yeah. 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 So even that, like, cause we've had a lot of through soldiers of pole, people reach out to us and say, do you know a tax accountant? That's like, okay with me being a stripper. Yeah. And yes. We know them. So, mm-hmm. um, and if anyone knows any tax accountants and you, Selena, if you know, we're, um, creating a resource list. For people like that's that. a good idea yeah that's a really good idea yeah so let us send us in your tax accountant resources so that we can get tax accountants more business and strippers safely taxized mm-hmm. yeah um that's great so wh- are all of these things available now 
only the money management course is available now. Oh, okay. Yeah. And you can just get that through my Instagram. Okay. That is so I cool. And, and how have you seen, um, have you had people come to you and, and like, you know, give you success stories based on advice that you've given them over time? Yes, I have. I've had a lot of people just say like, I, I think the course really gives a lot of girls the space to really just sit down and analyze their finances mm -hmm. because it's mostly just, um, the first part is just creating your budget based on inconsistent income. And then the second part is like how to implement it, like after work and like my like after work routine and like how I do it. But I think just the budgeting part alone gives a lot of people the space to just sit down and acknowledge their finances. Like, what am I really spending money on? Like, yeah. what am I really, how am I really like spending money on going out every week with pre COVID, but going out every week, <laughs> you know, to yeah. restaurants, like, I can't believe I was spending that much. Um, so that's mostly the feedback that I've heard is like, I needed to just like, just sit down and really just organize my finances. And like, this gave me like the how to of how to do that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually trying to do something like that in my last year of stripping. Um, so I'm glad. And then I had my accident. So everything changed. So I'm glad it's really, really great to see strippers out there like you teaching because we don't have any training manual for anything that we do. Yeah. And I think our situation is extremely unique because, um, I mean, we're self-employed, so people can go out and budget, but they know, most people know like, well, I get paid $2,000 on the 1st and the 15th. So, so they know exactly how to budget. We're like, mm. as dancers, mm. I mean, our money changes week to week, seasonally. Yeah. Um, if something happens and like you, you know, you, you break your foot, you're not going to work for a couple of months. Yeah. Um, we can't work cause our job is so physically demanding. Obviously we're like even self-employed people with desk jobs, like, you know, they can work from home. Right. Um, so that's the major thing that I focus on is, you know, we need to be prepared like for not only this, like COVID, obviously this was like an eye opener for a lot of people, but just anything could happen. You know, you twist your ankle at work, you're out of work for like three weeks, like putting that emergency fund together um, and how to, you know, budget your lifestyle so that you can stash away money mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to prepare for those, you know, seasons that are a lot slower than others. Yeah, totally. And like, and something I'm sure that you've learned over the last six years is, like, yeah, it's so seasonal and, but it's, it can, the season can be predictable though. Right. Mm -hmm. Like for what, what would you say is the best time of year in Philadelphia, at least where you live to work? Like, do you have like a week or a month where you're like, this is the best time? Um, fall and Christmas, Christmas are the best for sure. for me. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it is. When I first started dancing out here around Christmas, I was like, God, it's going to suck. Like everyone's going to like, not have any money because they're spending on their damn kids, whatever. Oh no, people it's are generous at Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> it is the specifically the week between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, that's the, best. the office party. The office party 
time frame. Or like my family's in town, like my cousin's in town or like I'm just spending so much money on my credit card. It doesn't even matter right now. You know, Mm -hmm. like, right. Like fuck it. Yeah. That's, that's been my experience. Yeah. Um, so I would like my family be like, Oh, you're coming home for Christmas. I'm like, peace. I'll be in the strip club for seven days. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. And then the worst time here is April because we have Coachella and then stagecoach mm. right after that these are two huge festivals and then tax season so okay. terrible in los angeles okay that makes sense i think tax season is pretty bad here too mm-hmm. if i can remember yeah but um, then add these two really big festivals and it just kind of clears out the city i you, bet yeah for like two weeks yeah. Yeah. So April is like, I always would tell my girls, like, be prepared for April. Stash in the first three months of the year. It's going to fucking suck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so grateful for you and your intelligence <laughs> and your knowledge. Um, so one last big question. What can you tell of us about yourself that we can't find out about you scrolling through your social media feed? Um, I think I told, my answer was, I think I already told you a story already, but the answer I was going to give you for this was that I had like a, a white collar, like W2 job yeah. <laughs> before I started dancing and then I quit my job. Yeah. This. I actually don't talk a lot about my personal life on my Instagram. And that was something that I, I was telling myself I started, I wanted to start doing more of because oh, I think, okay. um, I think it might be more interesting to people if like they actually knew who I was instead of like this like random person who's like, who is she giving like financial advice? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people want to be connected, you know. Um, I've been saying this for a while that authenticity is trending. Um mm-hmm. it's true. So sad that <laughs> that's a thing, but it is. And so I think people would want to hear more from you one other a real answer that I didn't already say now that I thought about it um is that I don't talk about this on my investor stripper very often I think I may have mentioned it like one time um but during COVID because I'm like I have all this time um I started doing online work now so I now am like a porn star like on Pornhub and like on many vids or whatever that's something that I'm doing now that's yeah. so cool. I love Pornhub. I'm on there like once a week at least. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Congrats. Yeah. I love that. There's a little unique. Yes. Thing. Yeah, it's good. It's like a new like thing for you. It's a new genre. It's a new way of working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so great. I love I yeah. really I love seeing sex workers like intersect with the work because so we can really understand each other and I don't know, just be more connective and compassionate towards each other about our work choices. I really really hate seeing whorephobia from sex worker to sex worker. I think that's my least favorite thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not really something that I understand, like, the point of. Right. (laughs) Like, I don't know. If you're not comfortable doing something, then cool. Yeah. She can't do it. Yeah. someone else doing that yeah I don't I never Uh, understood that you you have such like a positive bubbly like just way of being is that just sort of natural for you is this like how you are because I I just like go into everything with like rose-colored glasses and I just love it it's just like 
it's so um, refreshing. Oh, thanks. I guess I know it's funny because in my own head, I'm like, I think I'm like this like negative like person. So really? it's really funny that, that you say that. that. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't come across that way at all. So. Okay. That's funny. Yeah. It's lovely. <laughs> smile so much and you're just so full of light and um in such a crazy time so and even in your posts you're so positive which i think is really really helpful to a lot of people who need to stay motivated myself included yeah yeah so it's really incredible what you're giving to people so thank you for the work that you do yeah Oh, yeah. well, thank you. You're welcome. People are going to hate me for this because I preach about this all the time. So get ready for the emails. Um, you need to file your taxes as a stripper. And I will tell you why. Because I view taxes. Look, no one likes filing taxes. Everyone fucking hates it because we don't, you know, and then somebody talking about my course is like saving for your tax bill because I made this mistake a couple of years ago when I was boned, but um, you want to save for your tax bill. And the reason why it's important to pay your taxes is because for all self-employed people, not just dancers, but for all self-employed people, it's like a form of insurance. Now it's really expensive insurance <laughs> that no one wants to pay, but um, you know, this is like how you get approved for a car loan. If you need a car, this is how you, you know, if you're in a situation, you need to change apartments quick. This is what landlords look at as your proof of income. If you want to ever buy a house for whatever reason, whether you want to, you know, just have your own house or you want to start house hacking and doing real estate investing and dipping your toes in that, also going to be your proof of income. So, or, you know, you need unemployment because COVID happens. You get to file your taxes and you're at least a little bit good. <laughs> so, I mean... I like preach about this all the time and people hate when I say this because they're like, nah, I don't want to do that. But file your taxes and you can't say you didn't hear this when you're screwed. So. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, amazing. I'm same. I've been filing my taxes for years, probably since like the early 2000s when the IRS was like, you owe us $15,000. And I was like, mm -hmm. what? Because I didn't have the right account and I didn't save my money. I didn't keep track of my money. Um, Want to be fabulous just like these strippers? Pay attention. It's Stripper Tips. I could talk about this forever. Sorry, I'm really passionate about this. But I think the, I think the thing that people forget is like when you file your taxes as a dancer, you're a business. So like you've got to take those tax deductions. And I know a lot of girls don't realize that they can take tax deductions. So they just think like, Oh, uh, you know, I made whatever, $80,000 this year, and now I got to pay 30% on that. It's like, no, 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 no. It's like, are you working from home? You know, can you take that home office deduction? You know, your, your car, like driving to work, all the maintenance done on your car, um, you know, all your clothes, your shoes, your makeup. People will argue with me about that, but your makeup that you hair. exclusively mm -hmm. use for work come on mm -hmm. um <laughs> anything like that yeah it's like you can deduct all of that on your taxes because i mean if you were to go to court you'd be like this is what i look like at work and this is all the products that i use and this is how i operate my business it's like right you need it your nails right. you need it <laughs> yeah you need it 100 percent. you can write off your little square foot area where your pole is in your house because it's your exactly like, your practice area mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Especially all these girls that are working online now. It's like, 
Yep. You know, are you using every single room in your house to create content? You probably are. Right. So talk to, don't take my word for it. Talk to a certified public accountant. I am not an accountant, but talk to a CPA about that. Um, and you'll be surprised. Oh, house fees is probably my biggest tax deduction is house fees. Oh, and that's why it's really that's, important to track your yes. income. That is an incredible tip because there's so much money that y'all pay for house fees. So much money. Yeah. How much money do you pay them? Mm. Mm -hmm. you, you pay know? 85 me i pay 85 dollars every time i walk in the door and you do that three times a week you know and you work 36 weeks <laughs> yeah it adds you know up. it adds up mm -hmm. it adds up it definitely does that's probably my biggest deduction yeah so awesome. great tip thank you get ready for our rapid fire question round it's time for four for one Bra or no bra in public where there will be a ton of people? Don't care. No bra. I never wear bras. <laughs> I never wear bras. <laughs> ever. So. What's, what's the dommiest thing you've ever done? Um, in real life or in porn? <laughs> I don't know. I, you can't. Ever? Not allowed to interpret the question. It's, it's, okay. it's however you want to answer it. Okay. Um, the, the dommiest thing I've ever done was I recently just made a cum eating instruction video. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know if anyone, everyone knows what it is because it's an interesting sect of the porn world or like a kink or whatever, but basically it's like, no, it wasn't even cum eating. It was cuckold cum eating. So I was yeah, that's dommy. Yeah. I was instructing the another guy to eat my husband's cum off of my asshole. So that's that's, <laughs> that's the dumbest thing I think I've done so far. Dead. Okay. <laughs> hey, sex work, whatever. Oh my god. Um, all right. Who have you ever asked for twenty percent off at the grocery store during checkout? No. Is that a thing you can do? I do it all the time. Wait. Wait, wait, hold on. They don't give it to me. I just ask for it, though. Oh. <laughs> I was like, girl, you need to put out a course. What am I doing? <laughs> no, I just like, ask. wait. <laughs> oh, no, I've never done that. I do it every now and then, you know, just to keep, just to hear a no, to get used to hearing no, you know. To, oh, that's smart. So it's like not a big deal, you know, and, and usually their responses are usually pretty fun too. Like one time they were like, I don't think I have a button for that. Like seriously. So, and I was like, it's fine. Fine. That's so funny. Okay. So the purpose is to get into the, to hear no more often. Yeah. The purpose is to hear okay. no more often. But okay. also, I thought it was like to save money. No. I well, like, I, I would hope that maybe one out of a hundred times somebody says yes, because they're so impressed with the question. Yeah. But, you know, I'll, I'll update you guys if that ever happens. Okay. Last question. If you can control how your vagina tastes, what flavor would you choose? Mm, chocolate. I don't know if it's corny, but I just love chocolate. So it I would totally eat you out if your vagina tastes like chocolate. Right? <laughs> yeah, everyone loves chocolate. Yeah. Oh my God. What a pleasure. It's been so much fun chatting with you. This was great. Thanks.
can you please tell everyone exactly how to find you and learn more about you? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Investor Stripper. Um, that's really the only place I am. If you care about following my post shit online, it's at it's Selena Ryan <laughs> on Instagram. I want to follow ho shit, so I'm going to look. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Well, <laughs> it seems just twerking a lot, so. Perfect. Love that. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been such a pleasure. And thank you to everyone else for tuning in. Make sure that you click on those episodes every Wednesday when they drop. And make sure that you follow Selena. And if you're a stripper, get those stripper tips and learn about how to save your money and prepare yourself for the future. Thank you so much again, Selena. Goodbye to everyone. See you guys next week. We're now accepting four-for-one submissions from our listeners. You can send them in via Instagram at YesAStripperPodcast or on Twitter at YesAStripperPod. Make sure to follow all the things and email any questions or concerns to YesAStripperPodcast at gmail.com. Tune in every Wednesday. See you soon.